Um, we're in this series called what? All in. We're in this series called what? And we are all in, and I'm fired up about all in. Some of you guys have been all in. But before I dive into this word, I want to honor some friends of mine. That's Pastor Fletcher and Diane, who's visiting with us from the D.C. area. If y'all would stand up. Uh, amazing pastors, man. I'm a fan. I watch them online all the time. I told them I'm still his stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, just an amazing man of God. Thank you for being here with us, man of God. And uh, man, I just feel your presence in the house. And uh, I told him if I'd have known, I'd have made him preach. But he's like, no, I'm on brick. I'm like, whatever. Lazy pastors. I'm just... <laughs> I'm the same way. And Avante is finally in the house with us, hanging out. We love you, brother. He just celebrated 33 years on this earth yesterday. You made it. They didn't crucify you. Amen. That's awesome. Awesome. Jesus like 33, woo, to the cross, you know. But now, all in, all in. Um, last week, we, we talked a little bit about uh, just what God is doing in our lives. And I, I want to start with our, our same scripture reference, which is Luke's chap Luke chapter 9, verse 60 through 62. And it says this, but he said to him, Allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim where? Everywhere. Go and proclaim where? Everywhere. The kingdom of God. Let, let me pause and stop right here and just cast vision. Uh, next month, uh, Pastor Rhett is leading up a mission trip to Mexico. Uh, and we're looking for a small group. We sent the email out. Have we gotten any response to that yet, Rhett? Uh, well, people are going with us to Mexico. You need to start signing up for that Mexico trip. Now it's a small group this time. And then we're going back in the summer uh, down with Pastor Enrique and Pastor Letty uh, in Matamoros, Mexico. It's going to be a great time. It's something about being outside the country. And so we're going to go do that. And so if you want to go get with Pastor Rhett, wave your hand. Uh, right there uh, and, and get involved and get plugged in. But he says, go everywhere and proclaim the, everywhere the kingdom of God. Verse 61. Another also said, this is people Jesus asking to follow him. He says, another also said, I will follow you, Lord. And I like this part, but I like big butts and I cannot lie in the Bible, in the Bible, because it helps me think. Okay. When I see but, it helps me think. But um, he says, but first permit me to say goodbye to those. Come back. <laughs> Y'all done went all Sir Mix-a-Lot on me. But he says, but first, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me say goodbye to those at home. And I love what Jesus says. No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Last week, I told you guys, uh, the father is all in on you and he requires you to be all in with him. The father is all in with you and he requires you to be all in with him. This is a statement that uh, we may hear and know it to be true. We may hear it and know it to be true, right? We know God loves us. We know he's all in, especially in this time um, where we're watching people, you know, dissect their faith and, 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 and take it apart and, and everything. They know the fact that the father loves them. They care. I believe that if you walk out and you throw a stone uh, to someone and evangelize, they know that the father cares about them. But the fact is this, they have a hard time accepting it. Because they have to live with themselves. 
It's hard to accept when you know who you are and what you've done and where you come from and what you've been through and your family's history and everything. It's hard to accept what the father says about you. And this contradiction causes us to have reservations about being all in on what God asks us to do. It, the contradiction between I know it's true, but does it apply to me? It, it, it causes us to take a step back and, and have a hard time being all in. But it's great to know that whether we are certain or uncertain about what God says about us, he is firm in his love and his commitment to us. My certainty doesn't determine how much he loves me. If I was you, I would write that down. That would be a faith statement for me. My ability to understand how much he cares about me, mom, it doesn't determine how much he cares about me. He will love me immensely. It is immeasurably. It can't be contained. It can't be contained by the universe and the stars. And it cannot be contained by any vocabulary that we have. His love for us is so big that it is not predetermined by how much I love him. His love exists apart from my love. My, as a matter of fact, the Bible says we love him in 1 John. It says we love him because he first loved us. So my love is only a response. It's not a precursor, Brandon. It's not something that I have to have for him to love me. <laughs> I mean, and so another thing about that is my behavior does not determine how much he loves me. Any of us who have kids, we know that one child, that, that child that challenges you at every turn, the one that makes you a good parent, Vante, you know, the one that makes you love Jesus, Dante, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> Madison really is Madison, but <laughs> she knows it. She, she confessed recently. Oh my God. I, I don't know if I want to have kids because God, I know who I am. And, um. Y'all know what I'm talking about, parents. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's, it's the ones that, that care. And I don't care how bad they behave. I don't care what they do. I don't care what situation they find themselves in. Right, Vince? It's when my child calls. I'm coming. And I don't care if a wall between me. I don't care if people standing against me. I heard my child cry. And if I feel that way about my natural children, how much more would the God of the universe, El El Yah, come running when you call for him? You belong before you behave. My behavior is not essential to him coming and having me belong. Isaiah 41.10 says this, I've picked you. <laughs> I've dropped you. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I am. Say your name right there. Say your name. You forgot your name for a second. What did they call me? I am. Say your name. God. He's your God. He says, I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip 
on you. Oh my God, I feel like running. When I read this scripture, I think about God giving me all these things. He says, he says, I'm your God. It's personal. I'll give you strength. Don't worry about finding strength. I'll give it to you. He says, I'll help you. How many of you need help? Just shout help. <laughs> I find myself, that's the best prayer you can pray. You don't have to come up with any other words. Just yell, help. <laughs> that's the best. That's the greatest prayer ever. And he says, I'll hold you steady. I'll hold you steady. If your life, because when we come into a new year, remember I said the calendar is not magical, but it does provide us with a cognizant opportunity to assess and reset. And when we're assessing and reset, the things that we're assessing and reset are the things that were not steady. It's the things that was a little shaky last year that I'm trying to get steady this year. And God says, you're worried about it, but I'm going to hold you steady. So what we need to do starting this year off early on, even in this message, I'm telling you to take the unsteady things and stop trying to steady it them yourselves and you put it in the hand of God and he'll keep it steady. And then he says, I'll never let you go. I'm going to keep a grip on you. Amen. Write this down or take a picture. God is faithful to his promises. Christ's commitment to his bride is sealed by the blood he shed on the cross. David Platt. Christ's commitment to his bride is sealed by the blood that he shed on the cross. That's how much he's all in on you. That's what the cross was all about. The cross, as, as gory and bloody and brutal as it was, and we paint those pictures for you every Easter because y'all make us pastors work, um, telling you that the tomb is empty. You know what I mean? Y'all make us work. But the truth of the matter is the cross was the wedding ceremony. That was, that was the altar that you stand before. And that was him saying, I'm putting a ring on it. And that ring is my life. I'm committing it all to you. The Bible says he committed so much of himself to you that when they poked this side with the spear, that no blood, just a little bit of blood came out because he gave it all. He didn't save some. They didn't have to drain his body afterward. He gave you all the blood. And, and let me stop and do some old school preaching right here. The blood still works. It's still powerful. It still reaches to the highest mountain. It still flows to the lowest valley. Y'all crazy. <laughs> Calm down, y'all. Making me nervous. Security! We got guns in here. I'm let you know you're charging. They might shoot first and then ask what happened later. I'm like, oh, it's all right. They saved. They're going to heaven. <laughs> y'all laughing, but I ain't lying. <laughs> Yeah, we're a gun-toting church. But anyway, Christ is standing at the altar, and he's waiting for you to say, I do. He said his vows. He said his vows. Because Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He told his whole love story on the cross. This day you'll be with me 
in paradise. And he's standing there waiting. And how many of us are leaving Jesus at the altar? We started down the aisle. It felt good when pastor was preaching on Sunday morning. It felt good when, when I felt convicted. And I started down the aisle, but then I got cold feet. And we ran away. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6 verse 5 says this. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Say all. All. All (laughs) Say all. All. Let me give you the Honduran translation. Of all, all. Y'all want the Saswati translation? All. Greek? All. <laughs> French? All the wee wee. The best translation of this word all that I've ever come up with was this. And I used to say this when I was growing up. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) The best translation I ever could come up with. Everything. Everything. You must love the Lord your God with everything. What is everything? Everything. Everything. Money. Ooh, God, I'll love you with my hands. I'll love you with this. But my money is mine. That's not all. It's not all. That's halfway doing it. Amen. Many times in the Bible, we see us as the body of Christ, the ecclesia referred to as the bride of Christ. And that constantly reminds us that this is a covenant relationship that cannot be broken because it's sealed in blood. It's sealed in blood. So my, my predisposition in life should be to give God my all. But we're predisposed to be self-preserving. So I got to keep enough to myself and not give it all to God. But let me tell you this. When you keep part of it to yourself, you're responsible for that. The only thing that God is responsible for is what you're willing to surrender. And if you don't surrender all... Don't expect him to be Lord of all. And if he's not Lord of all, don't expect him to provide or take care of all. And so when it begins to break down, don't get mad at the manufacturer because you didn't buy into the warranty. Either you're going to be all in or all in. Just because you got a Kia don't mean that you can go to Kia because you didn't purchase the warranty. (laughs) You didn't give it all. You better go find a shade tree mechanic. Come on. And deal with the consequences. <laughs> Amen. So how do we be all in with Christ? How do we be all in with Christ? How, how do we be all in with Christ? Number one, answer when he calls you. Pick up the phone. Answer when he calls. Jesus is on the main line. So we had, so, so. Y'all know I'm silly. So my wife and I, back in the day, we made up a song for this new generation, Gen Z and the millennials. 
If you Facebook Jesus, he'll Facebook you back. <laughs> if you TikTok Jesus. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> Come back. Answer when he calls. Psalms 91.15 says, when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I need God to show up. Anchor, listen to me. Look around the room. The room is filling up. That's a result of our team crying out to God. I told her, it's not a result of graphics. It's not a result of being cool. It's not a result of anything else. It's like, Lord, we asked you. And now he's starting to do it. And we're looking at it. And so, thank you, baby. Y'all notice I ain't have to look. I knew that was my wife clapping. I pay her to do that. Literally. Um, Here's a quote by Oswald Chambers. It says, whether I hear God's call or not depends on the condition of my ears. And exactly what I hear depends on my spiritual attitude. What is my spiritual attitude? Do I even want to hear God? How many of you are mad at God right now because he didn't answer your last prayer? It's amazing that People think they can punish God by their lack of participation. Right, Pastor Fletch, you know what I'm saying? Like, they boycotting God. Like, no, he, he lets you do it. He don't need you to do it. It's going to get done anyway. You ain't hurting God. You hurting yourself. <laughs> can I talk to my committed for life, my married couples? You could get mad at your wife and rob them men. I'm talking to the men first. And rob them of the affection that they desire. Don't get mad when she finds it somewhere else. Y'all don't like no real preaching, man. I'm just, y'all want to be kind and cuddly. Wives, don't be mad when you don't affirm your wife and his ears start leaning towards the one that's affirming him. They don't like real preaching. Y'all just, y'all want to. Y'all want to hear a nursery rhyme about Jesus? I'm trying to help you. I need us to understand that our spiritual attitude determines what we hear from the Father. And so my attitude is this. I can't make another move or take another step unless God speaks to me. And, and, and here it is. Let me help you how you understand the voice of God. And, and when there's people like, I had heard the voice of God. I always say, see what he told you last time and keep doing it until he tell you to do something different. It's like your GPS system. It says, keep on this road for 157 miles, and then it goes quiet. And then some of us get nervous because they didn't hear anything, and then we press the screen to make sure we're still going in the same place. And, we, and then, you know, we're like, should I turn off right here? No, it didn't tell you to turn off. You keep with the last instructions that you got. So if God told you to stay on that job, the last thing you heard was God say, take this position. And now this job is burdened you and it's getting on your nerves and you pressing the screen like, is God telling me to move yet? Is God telling me to quit this job yet? And some of you not even doing that, you just quitting the job. Because of your spiritual attitude. <laughs> Some of us want to divorce our spouse because of our spiritual attitude. God 
God say, fight for it. We're getting rid of our kids and we're giving up on our next generation because of our attitude. Listen to me, those of you who are 35 and older, we can't give up on the next generation. Yes, they're a little crazy. Yes, they're a little crazy, but they are the most open and spiritual ready generation that this church has, that this universe has ever had. And we have to begin to pour into them and not give up on them. We got to pull them into the kingdom of God. Here it is. Here it is. And they're not going to do it our way. They go jig their way right into the kingdom. You shouldn't dance like that. You should listen to that, that type of music. No, no, just because you grew up on hymns. Come on, Amen. That ain't what they listening to. <laughs> Y'all don't like me. The second way we'll be all in is you have to be fully committed. Psalms 37, 5 says this, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And I like this part. Won't he do it? He will do it. We can't halfway serve the Lord. Trust takes a full commitment. We can't halfway serve him. Trust takes a full commitment. We have to be all in with God. Whatever, it's, it's God, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do it. That's where I am. My life is in the hands of God. Whatever he asks me to do, I'll do it. I don't care how crazy it is. I don't care how, how you know, someone told me, I made a decision here recently and, and, and someone told me, oh, I see that. That ain't going to work. I said, it is going to work. How you know it's going to work? Because the Lord told me it will. I said, now I agree with you. It don't make no sense at all naturally. But it has to work because he said it and his word shall not return unto him void. Is he a man that he shall lie? Is he a son of man that he has to repent? No. God is so good that he has to watch what he say because whatever he says start to happen. He casually said, let there be light. And light had to respond. He casually said, let the water separate from the land. And creation had to respond. He casually whispered the breath of life into the body of man. And man has not ceased to exist ever since. And the only time we're going to cease to exist on this realm is when he say, I need my breath back. That's who God is. He is so powerful that every word that he spoke, it look, here it is. I, 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 I went for prayer at the altar and I'll let you know, I'm not ashamed to tell you what I'm getting prayed for. I said, be, pray for me to have patience with this vision because sometimes I see what I hadn't saw and so therefore our pursuit was not there. For people of faith, they get that. You look crazy. Brandon, we look crazy going out. What you working off of? What you doing all this business with y'all? What you making these agreements for me? What, what, you, what you negotiating this for? It doesn't make sense. You ain't going to get that. Why y'all think y'all going to take over the industry like this? Because I saw it, even though I don't see it. And some of you got to start seeing stuff that you don't see. I see my family back together. See my education being fulfilled. Yes, I'm 43 and a half, but I'm about to get a doctoral degree. It don't matter. It's being all in with God. Come on up, team. It's being all in with God. You have to understand that you have to be fully committed, even though it looks crazy, sis. 
It looked crazy. They don't understand you. you. They're like, what in the world is he doing? Following God. And then people going to come at you like they did Job. If I was you. Let me tell you something. They wasn't in the closet when God spoke to you, so they don't know what he said. Are you learning something? Yes. Are you growing? Yes. Am I boring you? No. Another way we are all in with God is we follow his word. Where you go, I will follow you. Where you go, I will follow Where you go, I will follow you. Follow you. Psalms 1, 1 through 2 says this. It says, how well God must like you. You don't walk in the ruts of those blind as bats. You don't stand with the good for nothings. You don't take your seat among the know-it-alls. Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on scripture. How long? How long? How long? You got to chew on that word, man. You got to chew on that word. You got to chew on Oh, my God. You got to chew on it. You got to, ooh. And, man, when that word get on the inside of you, man, that word gets the pinging around all in your pores, and all of a sudden, you feel this confidence. Uh, you feel a breaking if you're struggling with any type of addiction or any, any type of uh, bad habit, I promise you, chew on the word. It'll get it out. I'm telling you, there, there is health benefits to the word. There is health benefits to the word. And when you begin to digest the word, your life change. You will walk in the dark as if you don't follow the light. Here it is. You will walk in the dark if you don't follow the light of the word. You'll walk in the dark. We talked about this in our last series, Illuminate. Walking in the dark, we hit all the lights in here and black pastor disappeared. <laughs> I saw his teeth and eyes. Where did pastor go? But anyway, when we follow the word of God, sometimes we have to do this. We have to close our eyes to what social media is saying, what CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. We have to close our eyes to that. We have to close our eyes to what culture is saying. Black and white can't coexist. You can't have a multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multi-social church. We have to close our eyes. The blacks and the whites are at war, not at anchor. Somebody say all in. The last one. No, I got two more. The next one is give your all to him, your past, your present, and your future. We kind of went over that early on. Uh, when we make an exchange with our lives, we can live without condemnation or shame. Somebody say exchange. I feel this 
Holy Spirit right here in this moment. Some of you walked in here this morning with condemnation and shame. You're talking about being all in, but you're afraid to be all in because you got this scar, this wound, this, this thing from the past that, that you've done. Pastor, you don't know how many divorces I had. Pastor, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my addictions. You don't know my hurt. You don't know my pain. You don't know who I cussed out on the way to church. You don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know what I put in my body, Pastor. You don't know what's going on with me. And, and, uh, and he says, bring all that. Bring it. God is standing here like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I can handle it. I've seen worse. <laughs> I can handle it. Listen, look at your neighbor and say, you ain't that bad. It's all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Pastor Everett, we all right. <laughs> we all right. Uh, you ain't that bad. There is nothing about you that is irredeemable or unlovable, says the Lord of hosts. There is nothing about you. Well, you don't know, Pastor. I don't know. He knows. You can hide it from me, but he knew anyway. But he still loved you. Last time I checked, the tomb is still empty. The cross is still vacated. He loves you. The last one is this. How do I be all in, Pastor? This is probably the hardest one we have. It's counting the costs and be willing to abandon everything. Say everything. Be willing to give it all up. I'll give it all up. I count the cost. I'll give it all up. This house you wanted, God, give it all up. I, I remember my wife and I, for, for years, every car we get, we had to give it away. Every car. It's like, man, I got this Acura. I love my Acura TL. Give it away. Tried to give away a BMW. It came back. That was a boomerang car. <laughs> I eventually got rid of it. <laughs> past, this, past the salary, don't take care of all changes. Come on. <laughs> you want to be wealthy, you got to be all the way there. <laughs> I wasn't there yet. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Honda Odyssey, here I come. <laughs> I smart. <laughs> but I want you guys to understand this. Galatians 2.20, one of my favorite life texts. It says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who I it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. A question for you. Are you willing to give it all up for a relationship with Jesus so you can blossom in the life that Jesus wants you to have? Are you willing to forfeit everything? Are you willing to make sacrifices? Are you willing to do what the rich young ruler was not willing to do? Are you willing to give it all away? For the kingdom. We're getting ready to do our hope offering at the end of the month. You can stand to your feet. We're getting ready to do our hope offering at the end of the month. Have you all been thinking about what you're going to give for that? And say, God, I'll give it all away. Look at this statement. To receive the kingdom, we must be willing to accept the cross along with the crown and judgment along with mercy. To receive the kingdom, we must be willing to accept the cross 
along with the crown, judgment as well as mercy. Listen to me, anchor. To be all in is going to cost you something. And when I say something, it's going to cost you everything. When we reach this city, this parish, the neighboring parish, when we reach this region, when we reach this state, when we reach this country, when we reach the world, it's going to cost us everything. And I'm game. Who's game? Who's all in? Who's crazy enough to stand with this bald-headed preacher? Come on. I'm game. I'm all in. I, I, I want everything God promised. Nothing short. I'm not settling anymore. I'm not settling anymore. Uh, my daughter Kitty said something to me last week. She said, whatever you and Pastor T are doing, keep it up because y'all look happy again. And, and man, I was like, wow. Yeah, because that's what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my friends. I'm fighting for my church. I'm fighting for my community. I'm fighting. Who's willing to fight? Who's not going to lay down anymore? Come on. Well, every head bowed and every eye closed. If we can get the lights, Sadie. It may be you that have come in here today and you're on the fence with your life. You love Jesus, but you hadn't given him your all. You may be watching online, family. I'm sorry, I ignored you, but the house is so cool right now. Family, I love you whenever or wherever you watch it. And you feel like God is tugging at you right now, like give me your all. Watch what I'll do. I'll do it for you. It'll be better. Am I saying that it's not going to be hard? No, I just say it's going to be better. <laughs> you'll learn how to deal with tough situations because you'll have hope in the middle of a storm. It's not that the storm's not going to come. That's a natural part of life. It's that when I'm going to handle the way I handle myself differently when storms come. So when I enter an intense time of fellowship with my spouse, it's going to look different than those who don't know Jesus. But you're here today and you say, man, I'm ready to give it all to God. I want you to throw your hand up as fast as you can right where you are. Thank you. Give you all to God. Give you all. You're ready to give it all. Give it all. Give it all. Do me a favor. If your hand up, I want you to rush this altar as fast as you can. Come on. I want to pray for you. If I could have some of my team, my pastoral team, come forward. Come on. Come on. Go ahead and clap as they come. Johnny, you're going to jump that TV? I want to see you jumping. Jumping for Jesus, baby. Come on. Let's go. We're, we're all faithful. Come on. Just spread out. Make room. Make room, make room, make room. God, I make room, make room, make room. Come on, leaders, come on up on uh, stage with me. Come on, push in, y'all. Come on, push in, push in, push in. Zahar open why forgiveness was bought with. The precious. We have people in the aisles. If you're a front, come, come push. Fill in, fill in, and people are gonna start filling in behind you. The altar, the Father's arms are open wide.
forgiveness. Come on, just disperse and go pray. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, oh, come to the altar, the Father's. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh. If you're in your seats, come on, just begin to pray right where you are. Are you hurting and broken? Forgiveness was bought 
job right there. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.